is The Difference. I am Dan O'Donnell alongside Dave Spano. He's the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. I am an incredibly humbled political pundit and prognosticator. Last week, as much as I have tried to beg Dave to just bury that episode and never see it again, sort of like the E.T. video game that Atari did back in the early 1980s, I just want that that the recording of that podcast in landfills. I was saying Republicans could take 53 Senate seats. I was feeling very bullish. And then the following day, reality proved that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, Dave. So that's where I'm at right now. It was not a red wave. It was not even a red ripple. It was, in fact, a hold by Democrats that nobody really saw coming. I'm I'm joking about how how terrible I am at predicting these things. Nobody. And it wasn't as though it was just the talking head class that that ate some humble pie democrats were acting like they were going to be in the minority they were acting as though they were going to try to just salvage whatever was going to be left after the carnage of a red tsunami that was going through literally every action there was nobody who thought that what happened on tuesday was going to happen Everyone just sort of baked into the cake big Republican gains. Now, that, of course, didn't materialize. Democrats hold the Senate. As we sit, we're recording this on Monday. A number of projections are that Republicans will take the House, but by a very slim majority. We're talking 222, 223 seats, not the 230, 240. That was, uh, you know, the the sort of hope That's going still into this a win. election. It is still, still a, win. a win. It is still a win, and it for does, for financial purposes, mean divided government and markets obviously like that. Yeah, that's for sure. And, and the way the markets like it is that it is divided government, and that means that spending bills, which come out of Congress, are going to have to get vetted on both sides. And as you said, it's super thin majority. Well, they don't, you know, right now you don't know who the speaker is going to be. You don't know who the leader of these each party is going to be. So all of this is really more uncertainty. But one of the things that we're going to watch for right now, well, let me just step back just for a second. You weren't alone, Dan. So, you know, you eating humble pie, the betting odds were 90 plus percent. 90 plus percent. So that's how wrong it's been. And it just reminds me of how bad the polls were when Hillary Clinton was running against Donald Trump and they had a 90 plus percent chance that she was going to win. So I think you really have to discount these polls going forward and, and, and plan that way. But let's go back to really what we're going to see here in this lame duck session. We're going to have, of course, a debt ceiling showdown. That's coming for sure. We're going to have to see how a budget is passed and what is in that budget. Will there be defense spending? Will there be talk about Social Security reform? You know, all of this is going to be in this lame duck session that is coming up, you know, in the next uh, 60 days or so. So all of this is more uncertainty. And, of course, what's happening in the real world right now, of course, is what's happening with FTX, this cryptocurrency default that's going on, Sam Bankman freed SBF, as he's lovingly called. It turns out that there perhaps was a some type of fraud here 
that's been committed. He stepped down. The, the company's filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So, so many uncertainties that are really uh, starting to develop as we go into the end of the year. I, I wanted to talk about the FTX meltdown. The company filed for bankruptcy. SBF, uh, as we report this, is being held by Bahamian authorities. We think there was some speculation that he might have tried to escape to Argentina. Are we? Do we know where he is right now? Uh, because what he's clearly trying to do is get to a country that won't extradite back to the United States. It it does look like a massive fraud that was right. perpetrated on investors, but and the, taking money, taking client money, and spending it. And of exactly. course, this was he was he, Dan. He was at the forefront of legislation and oversight. He was the face of the crypto. You'll remember the commercials during the Super Bowl mm-hmm. uh, of FTX with Tom Brady and and Larry uh, David and Steph Curry Giselle, Larry David yeah. Larry David <laughs> do you remember the Larry David he said nope i don't think so right yeah that, we should have listened yeah, to Larry David we should yeah, have all been listening to Larry <laughs> David i mean my goodness this company is so ubiquitous that they have the naming rights to the Miami Heat's arena. It was yeah. FTX Arena until the Heat announced after the bankruptcy that they're going to be uh, looking for a sponsor. Big surprise there, looking for a sponsor change. Uh, I know, obviously, how much do you, and I I know we have to be very careful with regulations and that sort of thing about you know talking about specific things, It always seemed to me, and I want to make it very clear, very, very clear. My opinions are my own. They do not reflect Dave's. They do not reflect Annex Wealth Management's. It's not that I was waiting for something like this to happen with crypto. I was just always convinced that something like this with crypto was possible, and that's why I tried to stay away from it as much as possible. I did invest in crypto. Coinbase in in some of these you know trading markets back when it looked like crypto was going to be the future and this was just going to keep exploding, but it was always an inherently risky investment. And when you have people like Sam Bankman Freed, who just I'm sorry, this guy just he reminds me of. Do you remember the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix? He reminds mm. me of Billy from the Fire. Have you seen the Fire <laughs> Festival documentary? No, he's but no, but he looks like the kid down the street, doesn't he? He does. Okay, first of all, Dave, before we record another podcast, I want you to watch Fire. I think it's called F Y R E on Netflix. It's about this it. music festival that was just a total scam. It was a fraud. It was a Ponzi scheme, but it it failed so spectacularly that the guy actually went to prison. And I want you to note the parallels between the Fire Festival and FTX. I'm on it. Okay. Also, it's just, it's an incredibly entertaining documentary, one of the best I've seen in a long time. But it just, this, I think, exposed a whole lot of the inherent vulnerability of crypto investment. Yeah, it certainly has. And of course, we've talked about it, and you've asked me about it before, and the fact that people should discern the difference between a security which is the, has the SEC oversight and what's happening with crypto, which is doesn't have any of this oversight and is not considered a security. It's considered really a commodity. And so I think you're going to see a whole lot of talk coming out of this about what type of oversight should happen. There was a lot of conversation that maybe they should try to supervise themselves. I think that is, that's gone now. I think that's a pipe dream. And you know what will happen for actually the brand of cryptocurrency and the idea of cryptocurrency is, is coming forward. So I just want to make sure, Dan, that people discern 
The difference between investing in a Fortune 500 company with that's publicly traded and what's happening here in an unregulated environment. So, but it, it certainly could have a domino effect, and we're going to have to watch this closely and to see if there's some type of fraudulent activity that's going to come from it. But changing gears, yeah. there's no question that inflation is something that is on everyone's mind, and we do certainly know that it hurts some economic folks harder than others. And, and, and right now we saw what's perhaps what is being called peak inflation, meaning that you know we probably have seen the peak. That doesn't mean that we're going down to the Fed's t- mandate of 2% anytime soon. It certainly is, is starting to show that some parts of the inflation numbers are starting to come back down. But it means that we have a long ways to go, and the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates again in December, and then we're going to see what happens in early 2023. But what they're trying to get to is they're trying to dampen demand. They're trying to slow the economy down. The question is, do they slow it down all the way into a recession into 2023? At the same time, we'll have political uncertainty and all of these other lagging effects. It really, it really is an interesting time to be uh, to be alive, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. And, you know, it, it all signs seem to point to a recession in 2023. In fact, everything right. that I've been able to discern from Jerome Powell and everyone else associated with the Fed is, you know, you have to sort of decode a little bit. Well, there's going to be some pain. Uh, yeah, yeah, that means long, dark, deep recession. And this is... Uh, Hopefully I, not. If there's a recession, because you know, how deep is it and how long is it? That is really the question, right? We'll remember in 2008, 2009, I said there was going to be a long and deep recession because that was a financial calamity. It was a cascading failure of financial institutions, one after another, after another, after another. Well, that crushes confidence. We don't have that right now. We have lagging confidence. We have a low confidence numbers. But this is man-made. This is something that they have created. They are purposely slowing things down. It's not right now a failure sure. unless, of course, we see something coming down the road. Well, but, I mean, we also you have to factor in – A lot of people are invested in crypto. And if all of a sudden that goes into free fall because of contagion from the FTX failure, that's a major thing. And these are people who are, you know, buying homes, getting mortgages. We're seeing the housing market slow down almost to a halt because of the sudden rise in interest rates. While you're right, it's man made. I don't think, and, and that probably is going to impact uh, the recession's length because you'd think you can just pull back on you know interest rates and and sort of go back to quantitative easing. But at the same time, there are real risks out here. It's not as though well you know everything's hunky dory and if the Fed just lowers interest rates, everything's going to go back to normal. I, I don't think that's totally so, right, is it? No, no. Well, there's but there's two sides of that sword, right? So. What happens if there is the Ukraine-Russia conflict? They make some positive relationships out of that, number one. Number two, that earnings continue to happen. Number three, that inflation gets itself under control. Number four, that China, and of course Biden is there having that conversation right now, that they don't invade Taiwan and that the energy market is not as bad. So there's always two sides, and sure, that's the reason why sure. we have a market, right? Because there's somebody on the other side of the tra- uh, other side of the trade who says, I am not that negative. I actually see some positives. But the reason I keep pounding that table, there are parts of the sectors in the S&P 500 
clearly are doing better. Yeah. For example, energy is significantly better than, for example, uh, other parts of the economy, tech, for example. So that means where you invest, and that's what I keep coming back to, where you invest in your portfolio, what sectors, what individual names, what countries will do better based on what's happening. That is really, that's the key where you push your sectors around. That's that's the key that people need to understand. And this is why it is so incredibly important to make sure you've, even if it's just an extra set of eyes on what it is that you're invested in, e- even if it's just someone else kind of taking a look and say, okay, are you in fact in the right sectors? Are you in fact where you need to be? And that's what they do at AnnexWealth.com every single day. They are uh, working with you, working for you as a fee-only fiduciary. You can go there right now, get that free wealth metric. It's a portfolio review, AnnexWealth.com. Dave, hopefully I'm not as wrong next week as I was <laughs> last week. Uh, but I have for, homework. I have this, homework You this do. Week. Well, I'm telling you, watch the Fire Festival documentary. You, you will not regret it. And for those of you listening, it is an incredibly entertaining watch. I am Dan O'Donnell for Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex. Thanks for listening to The Difference. Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management, its producers, hosts, or guests. The host of the podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice, or a recommendation or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risks. Neither Annex Wealth Management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.